When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome into The Verge, a show which covers the Baltimore Orioles minor leagues. The Verge is part of BSL Radio. Baltimore Sports and Life is dedicated to analysis and discussion on the Orioles, Baltimore Ravens, and the University of Maryland. The site has a team of writers providing coverage of those teams and houses live streaming content weekly. Join the conversations at the message board, like BSL on Facebook, and follow BSL on Twitter. On Twitter. On Twitter. On Twitter. On Twitter. Welcome to a special episode of On the Verge. My name is Nick Stevens, one of the three co-hosts here of On the Verge. Coming at you solo today to kick off our daily off-season player review series exclusive to our Patreon members only. We're dropping our first show in this series into our regular podcast feed, though, for everyone to enjoy. And I encourage you to come join our Patreon group to come hear the rest of the series. That's going to go on all winter long. And come interact with a growing group of diehard Orioles fans who enjoy talking about Orioles and the prospects specifically. You can visit patreon.com slash on the verge or check out the link in the show notes or even head over to our Twitter account and you can find our link tree there that has links to our Patreon group, merch store, and so much more. The brand continues to grow. We absolutely love it. And now as we enter the, the cold winter months, we're obviously looking for ways to grow this brand even bigger, and it's all thanks to you all, the listeners, followers. You guys have made this first season of minor league baseball uh, while doing this podcast just an unbelievable experience. But with our Patreon group, we have three tiers if you're interested. We have $3, $5, and $10 a month levels, each with its own set of perks, including daily podcasts during the regular season that break down the action from down the farm system the night before. You can read the box scores. You can read articles from other websites that provide minor league recaps. But those other websites aren't watching minor league games. Myself, Zach, and Bob, we are watching these guys every single night. And we give you more than just a basic rundown of the box score, regurgitating the stats. We're providing accurate recaps and better analysis than where you can find anywhere else on these minor league games. So if you're able to, come join the Patreon. The daily recaps are so much fun to record uh, and give you an, an accurate representation of what really happened. Because as we know, just scouting the box score line doesn't really give you an accurate portrait of what happened. Uh, we're up to over 50 members already, and we just started this group very late in the minor league season. So, of course, to all of our current patrons, we love you. All of you are awesome. To any new members who decide to join, we welcome you with open arms. Come hang out. Other perks, other perks include the monthly Top 50 Prospect Update list that we do throughout the minor league season, and an invitation to join our active WhatsApp group, plus a lot more. So definitely go check that out. Before I dive into the rest of the show, if you're listening late Monday night after this is posted, uh, I know the Ravens are playing Monday night, and of course, you know, much of Birdland is going to be focused, fixated on that. But if you're listening Monday night or Tuesday or Wednesday morning afternoon, our regularly scheduled show that comes Monday night uh, is going to be back Wednesday evening with all three of us back in action. We'll be talking about the Arizona Fall League, which kicks off on Wednesday afternoon, and we will be, will be releasing our 2021 Orioles Minor League All-Star team where we highlight the top statistical performers from each position this past season. Prospect status doesn't matter. It's not a top prospect list. We're going by stats 
only. We're going to honor the top performers from the 2021 season uh, in our first annual On The Verge All-Star team. So definitely come check that out as well. With all that being said, let's kick off our daily prospect review series at the top of the farm system with the man himself, catcher Adley Rutschman, the top-ranked prospect not just in the Orioles system but in all of minor league baseball. Never gets old saying that. We're going to follow the same kind of format for all top 50 prospects plus a few more notable prospects because we know the system is so deep. We can't fit everyone we love in our top 50 in our top 50 list, but we are going to try to fit in as many of these names as we can over the next couple of months. So with Adley Rutschman, I hate giving out grades, so I'm not going to be doing that when I talk about my guys in this series. There are way too many factors to consider when to, when trying to accurately assess how a player performed with a simple grade. And as a former high school teacher, like the grading days are just behind me, and I don't ever want to go back to those days. So. To summarize Ali Rutschman's first full season of professional baseball, I'd say he certainly met expectations and may have even exceeded them a bit, I think. Overall, Rutschman played in 123 games. He was the only Orioles minor league hitter to not miss a game until he traveled to Colorado for the Futures game during the All-Star weekend where he missed two games. He was still with Bowie at the time. In those 123 games, Rutschman hit 285 with a 397 on-base percentage and an 899 OPS. He mashed 23 home runs, 25 doubles, two triples, drove in 75 runs, and nearly walked as many times as he struck out. He struck out just 90 times on the season compared to 79 walks. Whether it's from the left side or the right side, it doesn't matter. The swing was beautiful from both sides of the plate, and the production was solid from both sides as well. As a left-handed hitter, Rutschman posted an 825 OPS in 377 plate appearances, versus 1060 OPS as a right-hand hitter in 165 plate appearances. I don't know about you guys, but I will take those numbers all day long, especially from your catcher. He started the season in double-A with the Bowie Bay Sox, where he did hit 18 home runs and had a 901 OPS with a 145 WRC plus in 80 games before being promoted to triple-A. And with the Norfolk Tides, Rutschman didn't miss a beat. He had an 896 OPS, a 312 batting average, 16 extra base hits in 43 games, a couple of stolen bases even. He had a 15.4% walk rate and a 15.9% strikeout rate in AA, and those numbers didn't change very much after his promotion to AAA, where he had a 13% walk rate and a 17.8% strikeout rate. So still really good numbers there. Really looking at some of the statistical leaderboards from down the farm across baseball, other than MJ Melendez, who was, I believe he's the number four, maybe number three ranked prospect in the Royal system. He had 41 home runs and an OPS over a thousand and had just four fewer at bats overall than Ali Rutschman did. And just like Rutschman, Melendez played in double A AA and triple A. But other than that, Rutschman was statistically one of the top overall backstops in the entire game last season. And he did so at the two highest levels of minor league baseball. So I think we are due for an early appearance from Adley Rutschman in 2022. And I'll talk about more about that in a second. But a couple of other things that really stood out to me statistically from Rutschman's first full season were the batted ball numbers. He saw his line drive rate jump from around 17% in AA to 26.6% in AAA. And his ground ball numbers fell from 38% to 30%. As he started using the field more at Harbor Park, very expansive outfield, very big ballpark. And Rutschman really took advantage of that, sending more than 40% of batted balls the other way. He did so just 27% of the time in Bowie. So big jumps across the board there. And I know we're looking at about 50% fewer at-bats in AAA compared to AA. 
But the learning curve, it really didn't seem like there was much of one when Rutschman got promoted. The numbers in Norfolk were impressive. Uh, and so as he climbs to the highest level of the minor leagues and seemed to hit the ball with ease, we'll talk about the defense in a second as well. Just a great overall season for Adley Rutschman. And it's really hard to come up with anything new to say about the top prospect in baseball when so many people from outside the organization and national outlets, other local uh, outlets as well that talk about the minor leagues and prospects, everyone knows this guy is a future stud. Right? Behind the plate, Rutschman was as advertised and then some. He had a 28% caught stealing rate, which was a little bit above average at both the double A and triple A level. But the defensive highlight tape, if I were to put one together right now, this tape would be like an hour long. Uh, pitchers in Bowie, when they were on the mound this season with Adley behind the plate, we saw just an enormous uh, pitching performances across the board from guys like Kevin Smith and Kyle Bradish and D.L. Hall and Grayson Rodriguez, obviously, early on in Bowie. But throughout the year, we saw guys like Cody Sedlock and Othoki Peralta also take what is was really 2021 was kind of going to be their last opportunities, I think, in my opinion. Uh, and they took advantage of that. And I think having Adley Rutschman behind the plate really helped progress a lot of the pitchers that came up from high A to double A. And a lot of these guys we saw close out the year in AAA as well. Uh, other than Kevin Smith at the AAA level, though, we saw Orioles pitching prospects find sustained and really consistent success across the final month of September and into AAA's final stretch. So those last five or six starts from Kyle Bradish and Dean Kramer were, were fantastic. I mean, very few walks, a lot of strikeouts. I know Kyle Bradish went five innings in each of his last five starts, only allowed five runs and struck out 30 guys. Uh, Dean Kramer didn't really get the depth. He had a couple of relief outings as well. But the walks, the walks were such a big issue for Dean Kramer that control and command, finding the strike zone, being able to pick his spots inside the strike zone was very difficult for Kramer this season in what was kind of a lost season for him. But with Rushman behind the plate, Kramer was able to close out the season very strong. I, I think Cody Sedlock's stuff looks much more crisp when he had Adley behind the plate. And the big one, Othoki Peralta, Peralta just looked like a completely new pitcher this season. And you could tell when Adley was behind the plate, uh, Peralta didn't have to overthink when he was on the mound. He could sit back, trust his stuff, and know that Adley's going to call the game with confidence from behind the plate. So for Rutschman, the offensive numbers were great. Uh, but as great as they were, it's the defensive numbers. It's those, that clear chemistry with pitchers that excites me the most. And I think it should excite Orioles fans the most as well as we look to See him hopefully crack the opening day roster at the major league level next year. But even when he gets nights off from behind the plate, when he finally joins the Orioles, and we, I would imagine that the Orioles are, are pretty conservative when it comes to his innings behind the plate and what is expected, as we all know, to be another season not contending for a World Series title, not contending for a playoff spot, most likely. Uh, saving those knees and extend being able to extend his shelf life as a catcher, I think should be a priority next year. But whether he's at first base or DH or even an off day in the dugout, Rutschman's going to be a very valuable resource for another young group of, of pitchers that are going to come through the major league system again next season. So what can we expect in 2022 from Adley Rutschman? I think that's a very good question that we can't answer with great confidence right now, just because we all know that the CBA situation is looming. So there may be some big changes when it comes to service time and, and, and prospects in minor leagues, but there also may be a strike. We just don't know what to expect at the beginning of next season. But I think regardless of if whether there are changes or not, as far as like service time manipulation or anything goes, I think Ali Rutschman 
will be the opening day catcher for the Baltimore Orioles. Maybe I'm way too optimistic, but I don't have a problem being a little bit more optimistic when thinking about the 2022 season and it comes to this major league roster that the Orioles are going to hopefully uh, put together that competes a little bit more. You know, the narrative when it comes to Mike Elias is someone who likes to slowly bring about his prospects. I think that narrative is dead. And you can throw that out because it's just not true. You know, I can go through this extremely long list of aggressive or quick promotions, but I'll just say look at Bowie's end-of-season roster, the one that they went into the AA Northeast Championship Series with. You got a whole lot of bats and a whole lot of arms on that roster who were in their very first years of professional baseball. And even a Gunnar Henderson who doesn't turn 21 until next June. So sure, maybe some initial assignments were a little safe. But they were coming off more than a year of no competitive baseball with all but a small number of prospects forced to work out at home during the height of the pandemic with no access to a minor league season in 2020. So as soon as it was clear that these guys were good at one level, they were moved up. Now, I know it's a little bit different. We're talking about contracts and, and service time and being able to you know, extend control of players, especially your top prospects. I understand that's there. I understand we have no idea what it's going to look like in 2022 but I don't see how Adley Rutschman begins next season in AAA. Um, Grayson Rodriguez, maybe I could see you keep him uh, in AAA for a little bit. Maybe his stuff isn't as crisp in the spring, and so you send him to AAA for a handful of starts. But very early on next season, we will have both of these guys, top pitching and top hitting prospects in baseball, in Orioles uniforms, at Camden Yards. And at least for Adley Rutschman, I will see you guys opening day at Camden Yards to watch Adley Rutschman's debut. I feel confident in saying that and booking that down. Go ahead and book the trip. I'll buy tickets for us. I've mentioned this on our regular show a few times, but I feel like it's very important to reiterate it, especially with the Orioles, with, with Orioles fans being so desperate to watch good baseball again. That the gap between AAA and the majors is widening. And so you're going to see rookies, even like Adley Rutschman, take their lumps early on. And to add to it, Rutschman is a catcher who now has to learn how to call a major league game and work with what could be another season of rotating arms and rotation and bullpen. Hopefully, a lot of those arms he's familiar with, like Mike Bauman, Dean Kramer, Kyle Bradish, and a handful of bullpen arms. But while I have all the confidence in the world in Rutschman, 2022 is going to be a major adjustment for him. So let him settle in. Let him learn and enjoy any early successes he has and the fact that Pedro Severino, fingers crossed, is not behind the plate anymore. Before I go, uh, please visit patreon.com slash on the verge. Check out the perks available to everyone who signs up. The success we've had this year uh, with this program, we want to make sure that everyone who signs up feels like it's worth it. So tell us what you like, tell us what you don't like. And just because it's the off season, that doesn't mean we're shutting things down. You can follow us on Twitter at BSL on the verge. Find us on Facebook and Instagram as well as we try to build up our followers there and catch up with our amazing Twitter following. And lastly, if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, if you could please take just one second and leave a five-star review, that would help us out tremendously. If you leave your name, social media handle, we'll give you a shout out on our next show. You can also follow me on Twitter at NickStevensR. You can follow Bob at The Oil Report. Zach is not on Twitter, but you can join us live on Wednesday night and tell Zach to get back on Twitter. And hang out with us as we unveil our 2021 Minor League All-Star team. So that will do it for our first episode, recapping Adley Rutschman's season. He's a fantastic prospect. He's a once-in-a-generation prospect. we got to enjoy this. It's okay to let your guard down and just accept that Adley Rutschman is going to be a fantastic piece to this roster. It's okay. We can do this, all right? Trust this minor league system. The growth has been phenomenal. We're going to talk about all of these guys over the winter months. We're going to dive into the good. There was a lot of bad as well. We're going to dive into the bad. 
we're going to dive into these pictures and see is the cupboard bare is the cupboard stocked what is it we're going to get into all of that follow us on patreon as little as three dollars a month for our regular listeners we'll be back wednesday night with our new show and for our patreon members we will be back tomorrow zach will break down grayson rodriguez and his fantastic season for the Bowie Bay Sox. Definitely don't miss that. Have a great week, everybody, and I will talk to you later.